This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. You know, we've all come through Christmas here, whatever your prop, whatever the challenges have been, the difficulties, maybe it's been great, but you know, storms, mm. coming out of our worlds, yeah. unburdening, mm. being able to unplug, mm. you know, before we can receive uh, new stuff. So the night, we're just beginning the retreat around that. Over the next <coughs> few days, we're going to be talking about union with God mm. and emotional resilience. Who's needing some resilience? <laughs> and uh, this this union we got, this what we've been reading about, majestic union. Mm. Uh, that that through that union, strength, healing, uh, restoration, cleansing is imparted. So it's looking forward to delving into that. That our souls are healed. Through union with God, mm. so we'll explore these things. They're going to be, they're going to be really good, and uh, emotional resilience, dealing with some of these neglected places, mm. these burdened places of our lives, and it will be very experiential. <coughs> we are believing for God to to touch places of pain in us, places that are, mm. you know, stuck, and and bring release, and bring breakthrough. That, that, that's going to just our lives are going to be the same yeah. so hit that next one please Dave I, for, for me I, I can't know be true to God eh, but start what he's been leading me into because I'm not the same have you seen me last year I'm not the same person the day as I was then it, it's ongoing progress ongoing change ongoing updates and the excitement of learning new things and I, I was speaking at Charles' retreat at the beginning of December. I got this on a plane when I was going to Colorado, eh, for whatever it was, mid-November. And it was about how Jesus took Peter's chains off. The power, invisible power of God released his chains in a prison. He was going to get brutally murdered the next day. And he, his chains get released from him by the power of God. This invisible, miraculous, explosive power of God so you know to begin with tonight that, that is what we're making room for and raising expectancy for each heart to say what do I need God's spirit what do I need him to move miraculously in my heart and, 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 and just you know prepare the heart to, to be able to, to uh, as Hebrews says he says it's impossible to please God without faith. Yeah. Impossible. Because those who come to God must believe that he is. Must believe who he says he is. They must believe he says who he says he is. What he, he does, he will do. They must believe that who, uh, who he is. And they must believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Right? So, we're not getting all dressed up for nothing. We're not here just for the same old, same old feeling or the same old something that we've been to a meeting before. You're saying, God, you, you reward my seeking, yes. and you know what I need. So I'm asking you tonight 
uh, and at the beginning of this uh, event, I'm asking you to prepare my heart to receive what I need. How's that? Alright? So, we're going to get a... Uh, <coughs> so, that, 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 was, that was the thing we're talking about. No by might, no by power, but by my spirit, says Lord. It's no by human strength. We've tried. Who's tried in here to get well? Who's tried and tried and tried to save themselves? Who's tried to run retreats? It's <laughs> on me, it's no. Thank goodness. It's, uh, <laughs> that's my experience. I've got this feeling a bit strange. But, but forgive me, forgive me, because it's not by human effort. Amen. It's by God's spirit. It's His spirit. This is a message by what says you can't force these things. Yeah. They only come about by my spirit. Yeah. So we've been trying all our lives, trying to try to get get by, trying to progress. When actually God can do more if we just let Him. Then all the years we've wasted. I said this, uh, Scott. Uh, uh, God can say me in five minutes and I can say in 20 years because he knows everything about you he knows your background he knows your story he knows your wounds he knows your, he knows your the trauma and all the lies so she just giving him room he can say me in two minutes and I can say in 20 years and that's the beauty of this you know we get to facilitate it but that's what we're making room for so next one Dave just. so what, what we're doing was we're asking at the beginning before we worship strengthen Heal, restore my union with you. That's what we're believing for. Who's needing our union healed? Maybe the, the, his, our friend John has written beautifully about it. It gets trauma hits it, pain hits it, failure hits it, grief hits it, aging hits it, illness, whatever. And then it, it, it's like any relationship. It, things can get in and make it. We become distant. I need that restored. I need it healed. I need it. I need it strengthened. Maybe, maybe it's just I need it. I need it. I need it uh, to come alive for some. And I want you to bring strength, and I want you to bring release in my emotional life. We've all experienced a lot of hurts, a lot of difficulties, challenges. We've made it this far, but you know, the the what we're believing for is God to release something in there and to impart something that gives us steel and grit. That we, we can move forward into a new year in a different place altogether. Mm-hmm. Can we believe for this for the next yeah. few days? Yes. So, what I always do is I always make room for Jesus to start with. So, I'm going to put a bit of quiet music on. It's just quiet, still our hearts. And just at the beginning of this, we're just asking for is there anything you want to say to me? If he doesn't, fine. But just rest seven minutes, rest, and uh, see what see what he, if any happens for you. Just going to put a wee bit of quiet music on. Jesus is here. This is what this song's called.
on the phone I'm just aware that that might be the first bit of quiet some years I've had for Christmas. It might be the first actual, oh, hello. You know, you're actually <laughs> recognising your, what's going on there. And it might be the first bit of peace. It might be the first bit of peace some of you have felt. So the prep for this, for me, I was, I was out in my heart without a phone. I was going, how hard is it to unplug for technology? Mm. <sighs> you know, when you're that stimulated and you've got that much going on and people want your attention or you want to connect with things or you're looking at Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you're, it can be endless stimulation, mm-hmm. but it's the total distraction for what's, what's happening inside. You know, and so, as I sat out there, I go, I cannot sit in my hut with my phone and have a quiet time. Because I end up, I end up, look there, it's a, it's a total failure. Because you end up looking at the thing and uh, next month oh, I've got something else I need to. And, and I heard John recently talked about the study that was done in America. He told us uh, that the study that they're doing with researchers looking at kids that are doing tests in their classroom are actually, uh, it's like a crazy percent less effective, <laughs> less, 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 less achievement <coughs> because their phone was in their bag. Their phone was in their bag so their level of results went right down because their attention was on what was next to them. So, you know, think about it, it's, it is, it's true. That our, our, uh, you know, our, our attention can be so taken up. So, listen, do yourselves a favour when we're here. Come on. We don't need it. That's why we printed the stuff off. We don't need to look at them. And I know, look, it's hard because they're glued to your hands. They're full lice are taken up where you're looking at things and I need to watch this and I need... Can you not just say, look, gee God, just gee God the first part of this, the first days of your new year. Um, gee him the opportunity. Can, I'm giving you access I might have never, some of have maybe never given them access in all of our life. And that, in my experiences, I've journeyed when I thought about, I met older people who reminded me of my papa. And I remember thinking, this was, look at the difference. Similar educational kind of capacity. And I thought, this guy got a wee bit more light and look at the difference in his life. Yeah. But I looked at my papa and I thought, he, he, the, it was just, we small town mentality, lived in Kowinan, stayed in Kowinan, died in Kowinan, never out of Kowinan. And it was, it was, you're going, look at, if you don't receive, you don't receive a bit of light, your, your life just goes ruined and ruined. And you, mm. you do all the same old things to make yourself control your world and live, live the best you can. But it's not the life that God intended. Mm. So much more we're missing out on. The abundant life. Mm. So, unplugging. So, I feel when I was sitting there, I could sit there, I literally, I just have the permission to say, can we just stay there? Can we just stay there and, and recognise that it's that important in the hour that we live in? Because the minute we leave the room, we go, oh, who's texting me? Oh, I need to, I need to check this out. And, you know, it's like our minds are so full, they get so so much stimulation that we, we, we don't get with, with this union uh, intends. Yeah. 
because we don't get filled with the right yeah. with the stuff. So Dave hit that one for me. So uh, I actually text David. Thank you, David, for your heart, David English. Because uh, I text David um, just before Christmas. God put a word in my heart about prepare ye the way of the Lord. First message, by the way, it was promoted for uh, when Jesus was arriving on earth. The first messenger assigned by God, the PR agent for God, his message was prepare yourself, prepare your heart, prepare the way for your Lord coming. Clear out what's wrong, repent of your wrong stuff, change your ways. And it was radical in what, how he, what he was telling people to do, wasn't he? Seeker sensitive, tapping you the back, it was change. Dare, you need to change what you're doing, your heart's rang. you need to prepare your heart for the coming king. So there's, there's, ne- there's need for us to clear out all the attitudes. Hardness of heart. Re- uh, cynicism. Opinions. I applauded Big Bill and I was wearing uh, hug my Bill phoned me, well, I phoned Bill, Debbie connected us. And when I first talked to Bill in the middle of the year or whatever it was, the start of the year, uh, there was this, Bill was very educated in certain things. And uh, Bill has changed his life, there's certain things in his life, he's radically changed in this year. And he's actually saying, listen, I'm on a journey. I'm, I'm, I've let go of my old stuff and I've, I've became open to new things that I knew nothing about. I had an opinion about. <coughs> but he basically cleared the way. That's, that's what, when I was waiting in Hugmanay, I was, a, I was very appreciative standing next to you because I thought, you're, you're an example of an older, older man, mature man, who's, who's actually uh, said, I, I'm, I'm changing. I, I'm, I'm making room. That takes courage. Mm, it takes courage. My, my mommy thought like this. My daddy thought like this. My, pal, my best mate thinks like this. It takes massive courage to change. Don't care. What, I think that's the I think that's the most courageous journey Andy takes. To change, change ideas. Change old long-term opinions and judgments that have been holding on to for years. <coughs> Or even our identities. So, I spoke to David, and uh, so as I say, it was clearing the way. And David got back to me with such a hungry heart, and it just honestly, it just exploded stuff in me because of what he was saying. Because he was saying, I, you know, he, he pointed something out about what God was doing with him about clearing the way for the new. And it made this come alive even more. John was <coughs> introduced us to Saint Augustine's uh, quote. We must empty ourselves of all that fills us so that we may be filled with what we are empty of. I mean, you hear these things, they just sound so simple, don't they? You're like, how did I get through my full life never getting that? I need to be filled of everything that's filling me. That song is beautiful there. You know, I know, I know you're going to move. I'm here and I know you're going to fill me. You know, I, need, I, want, to, I want to be emptied. Remove the contents yes. of. I want to offload this stuff. Un, un, unpack, clear this stuff out. Clear out the, the things that are in the way. So that's what we want to do in the first, the first night. Just linger. No rush. No get all this out and talk about how the message was great or something. No, it's about experiencing this. It's about experiencing it. We want to experience unbeing unburdened. You know, been things cleared out the way. Dave. And uh, no no next one. Uh, and then so that so David David uh, 
when David said that to me, this is how we started Resilient last year. I went to Dublin with my friends here, and Neil and Catherine as well. Neil and Catherine are joining us for Belfast. So, thanks for coming. And we're here for them. And uh, so, but um, John opened Ephesians 3, and I gave him my Bible. And I, so he was reading my Bible, right? But, uh, so he was reading it, and I was like, oh, I've heard that for years, but I never heard it. I never heard it. And, you know, so last year we started with the first part of this. And it was t- it basically, Scott, it was profound. Like, you know, you could read this religious book and, and, and you could hear religious people talk. There's no life in it at all. It'd just be a, just old, old King James language. Yeah. But he, when he read it, it was like, that's what I need. I was just aware that it was like, all these points, I was going, oh my goodness, I've never been so aware of how that fitted to what I was feeling. And, and the fu- what we started with last year, it was, we need an imparted strength. Yeah. This resilient, we're talking resilience, isn't it? About us getting all but pumped up because we're going to be strong in ourselves. It's about he starts. Paul prays that that the the Father of all glory would would grant us, would impart us, would uh, transfer strength into us by out of the riches of His glory, out of His treasury, out of all these riches He's got. Give me strength. So we started there last year. We never really got to this, but this is how it finishes. We want strength, we want to be rooted and grounded in his love, but we want to be filled with all the fullness of God, yes. right? Fudded, filled. F- filled is soaked in, saturated in, permeating with, infused with a strength. I want you to fill me with what I'm empty of. What is it I'm empty of? The richest measure of his divine presence. Become a body wholly filled and flooded with God Himself. Wow. See, when, see when we are filled with all the, the, the minutia, the nonsense, the, the distractions, you know, we're, we're hurting. You know, we get through storm after storm, we'll get through all sorts of conflict relationally, we'll get through all sorts of grief, hurt, loss, pain, disappointment. And we're filled with all that. We are desperately needing. Yes. How, how, can I, how can I live? How can I make it through when that's going on? So I'm sure some folk in here are actually asking that question tonight. Yeah. I actually never ever heard an answer to that question, never actually explored, hmm, well that explains my life. So, you know, that's where we want to go by the, by Sunday. Yeah. We want to be feeling that everybody's gone like that. I don't know how that happened, but that's what, that's what I feel. I feel... I have been filled with what I was empty of. <laughs> so, nice and gentle, but we're going to flow. Dave, Pastor Dave Thompson is a great friend of ours, a counsellor for Glasgow, counselling lecturer. Uh, but Dave, Dave does something that he done with us in the class, was a body scan <coughs> meditation. So, basically, right now, we understand... Because we're in the storms and we're in problems, we, it, you can't just expect awareness to come mm-hmm. by five minutes of quiet. Mm-hmm. We want to give you a wee bit more space. And Dave's going to take us through that. And, and really, we want to recognise, where's his attention? What am I carrying? Mm-hmm. Is there pressure? Is there strain? Mm-hmm. Is there baggage? Mm-hmm. In this first night. So Dave, I'm going to ask you to come up and just lead us through. Just before 
If we do that, I just want to... I, I'm just loving that last scripture that was up there. Have you ever met somebody that's just so alive in God that they're just electric? Yeah. So, a number of years ago, uh, I was in Los Angeles on a kind of busman's holiday. I was working. And one of the guys from the ministry that I was out visiting, uh, so I was out seeing the Dream Centre in Los Angeles, amazing, meeting, oh, they work in all the housing projects. Anyway, one of the leaders took me in a walk to MacArthur Park, which I really thought was just something in a 1960s single. <laughs> I didn't know it really existed. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, we went there and he said to me, he said, David, I want to introduce you to a woman who is alive in God. I said, all right. And he take me to the park. He says, um, I, he says, so the, the, right the other side of the park, there was two big, there was a gate and two big pillars on either side, maybe about 20 feet apart. And there was two women there, one at each side of the gate, and one's got a megaphone. And when she stops, she hands the megaphone to her pal, and they're just preaching, they're just preaching the gospel. And I said, okay, let's go. And she says, no, stop. I want you to see what's happening here. And so what was happening, people walked past the gate, and they just fell on the ground. And they started crying. And they're coming to Jesus. And these two people never did a thing. All they did is preach this word. And I'm thinking, this is amazing. So anyway, they introduced me. And the reason I'm going to tell you this, because it's really important for this weekend. He says, I'll introduce you to her. And she was a wee Mexican, woman of Mexican extract. She was Mexican. Her name was Maria, strangely enough. And a wee pal who was also called Maria. Anyway... (laughs) And she was only a tiny wee woman. Wee tiny skinny woman. And this minister guy introduced me. And I says, Maria, it's wonderful to meet you. And you know when you meet somebody yes. and her eyes oh, are yes. alive and she's just alive with God. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And I said, Maria, this is fantastic. He was just telling me, you're out here 365 <coughs> days a year for two hours wow. every day. Wow. Yes, yes. She said, no, no. I take Christmas day off. <laughs> I said, for my Jesus' birthday. <laughs> I said, well, what gives you the motivation to come out here and do this every single day? And she said, she looked me right in the eyes and uh, with a clarity, she says, I just can't stand to think of anybody living a single day without my Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, she saw Jesus' house. Mm-hmm. I see Jesus as mine. You've got yeah. to see Jesus as yours yeah. and ours. Yeah. Yeah. He's in us, Come on. above us, yeah. and all of us and all around us. So we're in a place where the spirit here is really alive. It's really alive. So what I want to do is we don't want to take this and make it some kind of big exciting thing. Let's just, here's the words for you. I want you to stand. I don't mean stand up. I mean to stand or sit in the anointing of God this weekend. This is about anointing. It's about being in the peace of God. So as I take you through this day, can you just play the music? Some of you might never have done this before. Many of you will have. And so what I'm going to do, put your notebooks on the ground. Don't need any notebooks. 
Keep <coughs> flat in the deck. <laughs> and just put your hands in your lap or on the side of your chair. And just try and relax. Maybe just let your shoulders just kind of let it all go. Okay? <coughs> There's a book by a guy called Vessel van der Kolk that says the body keeps the score. So when we've got emotional tensions and stuff going on in our lives, guess what? It's held in our bodies. So what we're going to do is just physically and emotionally try and release things. Just close your eyes. And breathe. So breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. There's a wonderful word in the Bible that means breath, but also means spirit. It's called, it's a wonderful word, ruah. Ruah. It's a gentle whisper of God. So now just focus your attention on the top of your head. just allow the top of your head just imagine it getting softer and softer any tension and just let it drop if you get a lot of distractions going on in your head just bring your focus back to your breath in through your nose and out through your mouth and now let the skin around your temples relax and the muscles in your face all just relax. God is with us. Maybe around the back of your neck and shoulders, maybe there's some tension there. And just let it soften. Just see the muscles all softening and the tension just melting away. That's it. Just let your shoulders relax. And down your arms. Just let them relax. Feel them as nice and floppy and soft. Let your chest relax. <coughs> As you breathe out, just let your whole body now just deep relax. And now your tummy. Here's maybe where we hold a lot of our anger, maybe some resentment. Maybe some fear we're hanging on to. As you breathe out, just relax and soften it all. Soften around your tummy area. 
just letting go of their opinions now. Isaiah 43 says, I am doing a new thing. And as you breathe out now, just let your thighs relax. Feel your bottom on the seat, just become aware of it. Just feel the weight of yourself on the seat. And relax. Jesus said that you are seated in the heavenly places. What does that mean? It means we don't have to earn this. We just have to be. Just let that relaxation flow down through the tops of your legs and your knees. Nicely relaxed. Let your calves and just feel your feet inside your shoes. Maybe give your toes a wee wiggle. Say hello to them. Just become aware now as you breathe. And now just inside your own head or inside your heart. Just say, come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Fill my mind, my heart, and my body. Holy, holy, holy are you, O God. What is man that you are mindful of him? And now just pay once more attention to your breath. And relax. We just say thank you to God in our own way. So three big deep breaths for me now. And a big ah as you let it go. <coughs> and another. <coughs> and one more with a big amen at the end. Amen. Amen, amen.
just to follow on from David and trying to just keep in the space that he's brought us into, um, I just want to share a dream that I had about this weekend. It's often how God speaks to me. Um, it's the only time I'm probably really quiet. <laughs> so he gets to speak to me properly um, there. And the dream I had about this weekend was that kind of I was at this banquet. And this banquet was like, it was all you guys here. And, um, and it was a very simple dream. But the dream was um, I was there and I was starting to hand out the dessert. And as I was trying to hand out the dessert, the dessert was beautiful. Like it was, if you can imagine what your favorite dessert was, that's what I was handing out for people. And I was very excited to be the person going, there's a lovely banoffee, you know, and there's like some lovely fruit from you. And, you know, and actually some of you were really enthusiastic about that. Some of you were like, yeah, give me some of that, like, you know, chocolate gatto and, you know. And I was looking at this and God was saying, you know, you know what this is? You know, and I was saying, well, it's kind of dessert. He was saying, this represents intimacy with me. Yeah. And I said, and then he went on to speak, this is, this represents encounter that I'm, I want to have with everyone on this weekend. And I'm going, yeah, and me, like, I'm getting to kind of like hand this out to you all. Like, what a privilege. What an honor, you know. And as I was saying this, I could the smell started coming, nice smell, into the banquet place where I was. And I asked Jesus in the dream, I said, what's that smell? And he said, that's the main course. And I said, and the main course? Because my question was like, is the main course not the intimacy and not the encounter? Is the, you know, is, is, is what I was handing out, was that not the most important thing? And he said, no, the most important thing first for people on this weekend to understand is this. And I was like, so the main meal is what? Everyone's going to want the dessert. We all want to leave this weekend saying we have encountered the living Jesus. And we all know where that's going to be, don't we? Most of us here do, I think. It's in Ephesians 4.22. And be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. So embracing him where? Up there? To the left? To the right? Where? Where does he choose to encounter us? In here. And if we are busy and we are distracted and we are not unplugged, guess what? We're not going to have that encounter. So we've got to slow it down, doing exactly what David was doing, coming back into our bodies. But what he was showing me was the main course is actually learning to let go of everything that we carry. And so just read out the scripture before I pass you on to Fintan. And it's just an encouragement because it took me years to learn this. <coughs> I gave my heart to God when I was 11. That's a very, very long time ago. And I'm only learning this now. The more that I have understood that if I prioritize this on a daily basis, and this is what we hope to teach this weekend, is how do you prioritize that encounter? You've got to kind of do the meaty work first. You've got to work on the most important thing. For us as human beings, we have this uncanny ability 
to want to carry everything ourselves. We have this uncanny ability to want to strive for God, get God. We have this uncanny ability to kind of like want to say, you know, like almost like make healing happen, make encounter happen. And he loves that we want that. And he loves that he, that we want him in us. And that he loves that we want to encounter him, experience like, you know, we read in scripture. We want to be those people who have this, this <coughs> touch from Jesus deep in our heart that we can never forget. We know that, we read that in scripture, that Jesus has his ability. You have one encounter with him and you are never the same. And it's not just a one-time encounter. It's supposed to be something that we can do on a daily basis. But to do it, we've got to learn to let go. And so, in Matthew 11, and I know these are, we're repeating ourselves, and we're going to be repeating this again tomorrow because it's so important. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens. Because it's great to start with the worship songs at the beginning. I can feel myself getting into it, especially after last year. But the reality is, we have to respect the fact that we are human and this is what we do. We're trying to sing our worship songs too early. We've got to let go of what we're carrying in our hearts first because it's within our hearts that he wants to encounter. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens. I'm carrying heavy burdens as I stand here tonight. There's things on my heart that I'm carrying that I'm worried about. And yet I am full of Christ most days. But on a daily basis, there are concerns, there are things happening in my family, with my kids, in their marriages, with my grandchildren. There's a lot of different things. With my dad, who's not well, who's sick with cancer. If I try and hold all these things in my heart, I am not going to be filled and it's going to be impossible for me to be in union with God. Now that sounds like a very simple concept, doesn't it? But... God has shown me after years of experience if I don't let go, if I stop, if I don't stop trying to be God, which includes even having godly experiences, it's gonna, it's just gonna fizzle out. And and so, just finish by reading this, Matthew eleven, saying, Jesus is saying, "Come, come to me, all you who are weary, carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Rest for what?" For in here. Have you ever, yeah, David, you talked about meeting a woman fully alive. Have you ever met a person not at rest? Very anxious. Have you ever, ever met a Christian person, in other words, a person with a face, very anxious and striving and just like, you know, can you feel it off them? Not at rest. We, everything they're saying sounds right. And the invitation is not into that, the invitation is into rest. Because he knows the way he's designed our souls is that our souls encounter him in a much deeper way when they are at rest. And like David's showing us, at least start with the body to get your body to calm down so you can start meeting him in there. And he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And then that next line is so important because there's something about God that we kind of, I don't know why we want him to be different. He is magnificent. He is wonderful. He is all-powerful. But what he seems to, his favorite disposition seems to be one of that I am gentle and that I am humble of heart. And there's something about the way he's designed our souls that that actually is a better fit for us 
Yes, he comes in power often and he comes and does amazing things, but his favourite way to come to us is one in humility and gentleness. And he said, if you allow him to come in this way into your soul, yeah, you will find rest for your souls. And so the resilience, the emotional resilience that we're talking about on this weekend is actually about stepping out of your life every morning with a soul that is at rest because you have been able to let go of the things that you have been trying to carry by yourself. Truly let go, not straining there for God or there or there, but you've let it go. And so I'm just going to pass you to Finton to just say a couple more things on that because this is the thing that we're hoping to put first before we finish. Um, I hadn't, I didn't know you were going to share about the smell of the banquet and the food. Um, but as Elaine was sharing that, <clears throat> I was imagining or remembering that he sets a banquet table mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. in the presence of our enemies. It doesn't make sense that there's a banquet table that you can smell the goodness of the banquet. You know, and we have a banquet here on offer. No pressure, Martin Tracy. <laughs> but we do in the in the presence of our enemy, the storm yeah. that we're in. You know, remind me of another battle. You mentioned it. We didn't get dressed up for nothing. That famous line. You know, and you know, remember that line where he goes find speech, the Irishman. Yeah. And then yeah. Well, yes. the, what, what do you do? And he says, I'm going to go and pick a fight. And then he says, what, well, what do, do we do? And he says, just be yourselves. <laughs> and I love that, that invitation. I may have shared that to some of you before, but that invitation to just be yourself. Yes, absolutely. That's what we're looking for. And it isn't easy because, believe me, we are so fragmented inside, aren't we? And I was sitting there, and I was reminded of looking out of that window last year or maybe the September before and God showed me these logs that have been cut mm-hmm. and he showed me this the wood chopper cutting logs and suddenly it froze and then the, the axe went backwards and two logs went together mm-hmm. and then it happened again and again and again and these logs were coming together to form part of the tree again I was going what are you showing me Lord as I was looking across the trees across the valley and he was showing these big parts of the trunk coming together and then they were being stacked on top. The tree was coming back to life. Hallelujah. And fragmented parts were coming together. <coughs> and he was planting us in good soil. And he's doing it again. He's clearing that space. It doesn't make sense. But as soon as you come into this space and you realize, gosh, we are so dry and that you come into this space where even this music, this, the gentle music, and you can just feel saturation coming in. And so that's what we really hope to, what well, we know yeah. he's going to do. We don't hope. Yeah. Yeah. He's already told us yeah. that, he's, that he's doing these things. And what that requires is, <laughs> is something that's, that's challenging because... Um, like Elaine said, we've all come with burdens. We've all come with significant things. And we thought this evening as we start that there's certain things that come to mind that maybe we could use a bit of time this evening 
to just allow what is it that's surfacing what is it that I feel heavy burdened with maybe it's one thing in particular this evening maybe it's a set of things concerns worries that flicker mm-hmm. well, I'll put it by second because <clears throat> this place is in, in Colorado what he showed me as I sat with Jesus on one occasion he showed me these trees a bit like across here and they were all standing very still like we don't get in these islands very often because there's a lot of wind and what he showed me was the stillness took four days for me to completely unplug I didn't have my phone it was taken away from me maybe we should do the same (laughs) but I was completely detached and I just sat there and I said what are you showing me and he asked me, well, what, what do you see? And I see, I just see, I just see life. I see trees. I see them well. I see them still. And what he asked me was, well, what's, why is that meaningful to you? And what was meaningful was because it, I felt that's where my heart was, speaking of phones, <laughs> I felt my heart was at rest like the trees were. I, th- I thought I was getting a taste of what he was actually offering me. A place of stillness, a place of rest. So, I don't know, Derek, but like the time that we have now, ahead of going into the groups and ahead of going up to the the campfire, if there's something that you feel burdened with that you've come in, you know, leave it at the gates, leave it in the fire, whatever it is that you might want to write or put away. Um, we, We just when the lockdown started to occur in the Republic of Ireland, we had offered an invitation to men from the north to join us and men from the south to come to an event after lockdown had been declared in the Republic of Ireland. And we went ahead and did it illegally in a premises. People hid their cars. And one thing I said is, we will leave the C word outside. So whatever the C word is for you, whatever it is that you're burdened with, whatever it is in family, we have our own things, just leave it tonight as much as you can, lay it down, come into rest, come into the rest that he has for you, because he has deep rest for our souls. So just, just to finish, see if God spoke to you at all in the quiet, in the body scan, whatever, just take a note. Maybe it's just the news, Fintan's saying, you're actually saying, what is it I'm carrying? Uh, what, what is heavy burdening me? What is the, the all-consuming, mind-obsessing thing that's been going on? Can we have a step of faith tonight? And I think, just take your notepad, if, if you want to do that. And, uh, you know, what do you need to give to God? What do you need to lay down? And when we done this last year, my wife had this amazing vision, just briefly, uh, and it was, you know, we all know let go and let God, we've heard all these things, but Linda had this amazing vision, and the vision was, um, the post was going to the post office, and she saw it getting into this machine, and the machine was organising all the mail, put it into where it was meant to go and that see just that bit of understanding to me it was like God knows what to do with our mail yeah. we're not just going to let go and I let God with this blind kind of 
you know, there's no actual understanding that you're saying, I'm giving it to God because I know that he's going to do with something with him. Mm-hmm. I'm laying this down because I trust him to sort it, to rectify it, mm-hmm. to resolve it, to heal it, to, to, to you know, to bring life, to, to, to do what I can do. And all my worrying can he do? And all my obsession can he do? And all my tension and pressure can he do? You know, so it's important. And if it's just one thing, and we just feel we've got our wee groups, we'll just get together, we'll talk to each other, <clears throat> just looking at somebody else and being able to say, here's what it is for me, and then walking up to this fire pit. And if you want, it's optional, but being able to just say, see, this on this first night, this thing, I'm putting that in the fire tonight. And I'm just I'm just allowing that to be released. And I'm doing something physical with it to, to unburden. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.